Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris Connor. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, you've all just been caged. A hey. blow the whistle, baby. You the For those who aren't aware of that meme, uh, it's been going around. I've been absolutely fascinated with it by, by the internet. I even went to the the source of the original song of International Love and just saw the comment section just destroying the son of, you just got caged, you just got caged, you just got caged throughout the entirety of it. This is why I love the internet. I've never really talked about this, but I am a huge fan of both Instagram comments. Hey, Italian man. YouTube comments. Oh, thank God. The whole shebang. It is what makes the internet a fantastic place to be around. A terrible place, mind you, but also an entertaining place to be. For those of us who are creators, uh, we are feared of the black hole that is the comment section. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We are also even fearful, more fearful of the Instagram comment section, which is more savage than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, this kid is talented. Not to mention that this account helped him show off his skills to countless people. Good for him and for the account too. I wonder if the comments are as cool as this kid. I am laughing beyond anything I've ever laughed at in my entire life by going through reels where I just go into the comment section where I know for a fact the person who's recorded this video just clearly has no idea what's about to be unleashed upon them. Like the Balrog being unleashed upon the dwarves of the mountain, digging too greedily and too deep into the mountain. <laughs> Moria, you fear to go into those mines. The dwarves delved too greedily and too deep. You know what they awoke in the darkness of Khazadun. Shadow and flame. <laughs> and it's so much fun just seeing the, just the best and worst part of humanity. Because the comment section, as I've spoken about before on my previous podcast, I don't know if I've ever said how much fun I have of my own comment section. I love going into certain videos that get more views because there's more comments. And a lot of them are just some of the best. It makes me feel good to be alive. Because right now, the past month or so, I am on happiness mountain. I am at the top peak of that happiness. It's just been so good. I felt so good every day going into work, going to life. Just everything, seeing friends, family, catching up, seeing everyone's doing really well. When you're going on a high, it feels like the rest of life is coming with you. And so when you see that also reflected in your own comment section, when you go into the Kingdom Hearts uh, mix that I created, and just see all of these wonderful people, all of these amazing people just putting their stories, their lives, about how much they love uh, the music, the creation, where they got it from, their... Um, 
just the origins of discovering Kingdom Hearts, or if you go into my other one of uh, discovering um, your life, your responsibility, basically. And one of the guys was like, yeah, I've discovered YouTube through this, and, and, and my love for YouTube. And I just, I, there's moments like that. They're just... It's hard to explain how good you feel after reading those sort of things. And there's also the negatives as well, but actually the positives really outweigh the negatives in my mind. And so when you see the other side of the Instagram comments where you're like, these are so evil, so dark, that they must be hid away into the Ark of the Covenant. So that the Nazis can try one day find them. <laughs> but there's also the fact that it is hilarious. It is so funny because it is so dark. And people are just... They're geniuses. They're, there's, this is the thing. There's also a level of intelligence in the, the, the majority of people that isn't just, like given a, a, a spotlight on. It's like every comedian talks about how in a friend group there's that one person who's funny without even trying. Without even trying, they're just hilarious. And they just say things that are totally out of pocket, that are totally out of nowhere. Left field, hit you, and you are laughing non-stop. Now, I've always prided myself in trying to be an entertaining person who is a happy smiley person and laughing person i cannot claim to be that funny person sadly i cannot claim to be that out of pocket person i'll be the one laughing with everyone and i'll be laughing at some absolutely random memes my my level of humor is definitely uh low level humor of references sarcasm and memes basically just yeah, not 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 great, but that's probably why I love the comment section so much, because the people in there, they're my sort of people. They're my, they're my sort of basement dweller. <laughs> down, down, down in Goblin Town. <laughs> the, the goblins of the of the internet, the trolls of the internet. Down, 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 down to Goblin Town. Make me laugh on such a scale. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I see the 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 red on my face expresses the joy I get out of seeing some of these these comments, and it's because it's it's basically some of it's the truth. And I've even been into comment sections where the creator of the video has put something on the internet, which is clearly just a grab for attention. And I see the comment section like react perfectly. And I saw this one creator try and fight back and be be like, she, she it was a girl, by the way, as, as you can imagine, at the gym. I'm not going to say any more than that. But she was trying to fight back the comments on that. And oh my God, you guys are just amazing. You are so good. Just just absolutely outweighed her with the amount of likes to comment just as, as the kids nowadays say ratioed you just got ratioed my friend i can't let this slide i've got to ratio this okay motherfucker and it is just so funny just seeing that and i think this comes from reddit as well so it originates from the darkest pits of hell that is reddit and it's it sort of got its claws into the instagram comment section because instagram is basically this fairy like likey likey sort of you know airy fairy place where everyone's pretty everyone's looking good so the fact that it's got the complete opposite where it's just the darkest pits of hell you just open it up and you see oh god what are the bodies where are the bodies the families need closure where are the bodies <laughs> 
that. And you go in there, you find all the dead bodies that Garth's been hiding from Tom. Uh, <laughs> this, this is exactly why I love the internet. It is both the best place and the worst place. It is the most knowledge in the world and absolutely no brain cells whatsoever in the same place. And I think that's a real reflection on humanity. I don't know if you want to get into the philosophical side of things with me here, but at the same time, I kind of love that about human beings is that they have this ability to be the smartest pe people ever, but they also have to be the dumbest things ever, like monkey brain, like, Ooh, like me must do this thing. And I am no better, 100%. Like when I'm tired, when I've, worked out when i've done a day's work i am monkey brain i am just not able to be able to comprehend that higher ape theory of being able to be in the comment section and be able to dance because i am really slow on the uptake when it comes down to if you try and insult me i am not quick back at it at all i am literally the dum-dum of the group when it comes down to that i am not a quick-witted person at all i will be thinking about it for three days and then i'll finally come back with a <laughs> with a comeback <laughs> Got your ass. That's it. That's the person I was. I was terrible at school. And I'll always be that person. Uh, so watching other people do it is great. I'll stand back and I will happily be on my podcast being able to cr be creative and be a bit weird with my references and, and my mindset and my brain that is clearly just on a thousand percent speed at all times when it comes down to be able to talk at this speed. At light speed, he's does a Burt Kreischer just voice just so high that only the dogs can hear it. Anyway, so apart from me loving the internet and loving you, the listener, the viewer, uh, because you're a part of this, even if you don't comment, even if you don't like, you are a part of this. I don't care what you say. I don't care what any of the other YouTubers say. You, the listener, the viewer, if you're on a podcast, if you're on any platform, you are as much part of the family of the internet as anyone else because you are consuming and you're also providing your time. Everyone talks about how if you like, subscribe, they make it seem as if you're more important. I actually think the viewer and the listener in the background right now just providing their time. Your time is valuable. The fact that you are sat here right now doing this, that's more valuable to me than any like, fucking subscribe or any fucking other thing you can ever come up with in your entire life. Because time is more valuable than anything. And I've talked about this in every podcast I've ever talked about. Time is more valuable than money. So the fact that you sit here and watch these stupid little things and watch what I create after bastardization of the internet bastard bastard bastards bastards bastard then that to me makes you more valuable than any like any subscription any fucking you know thing out there uh so yes you're as much part of this community as anyone else so don't ever don't let any other YouTuber podcaster ever think that you're any less than that and that this is probably why I love Rogan so much because he never ever ever talked about listeners viewers or subscribers or ever thought about the metrics he just thought about having fun and making the content and that's it that's what it's all about back to the 
uh, cheesy, corny, fucking quotes of the day vibe right here. And if you're t- you're ten minutes, you're nine minutes into the podcast here. If you're sticking around, you might as well stick around for the rest, eh? You might as well stick around for the rest. And the rest is just going to be uh, a, a bit of a jumble of of random things that have been going on. Um, actually, one thing I do want to say is talk about happiness, talk about contentment, talk about life in general, and finding that joy every single day. And I am genuinely a believer in this if you can find joy in even the tough things everything seems easy so even if you find a job that you don't like and you can find things within it that are are fun for you to do that truly is to me you winning you winning at life you winning at everything and one thing that i've found is i no longer crave the weekends i'm actually enjoying each day as it comes there's no single day that i look for because i've created such a structure in my life where the consistency has allowed me to be able to say well yes there's going to be a nice holiday in a few weeks time but there's also going to be this to look forward to at work this to look forward to because i used to be the person who would just say well i'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to that well what about today what about those moments? What about the far, the smile you had this morning? What about looking out on the beautiful sunrise in the morning? What about when it gets dark in the evenings and you want to try and get the most out of the day, even though it's like you're, you're going into the bloody winter is coming moments, you know? It, winter is coming. It's, there, there can be moments where everybody around you is miserable as well, and I'm starting to notice this. You know, as soon as it gets dark in the United Kingdom and four o'clock comes around, people are just like, I hate it. I wish something. And this is why Christmas is so important. This is why I'm such a Christmas person. The build-up to Christmas does the complete opposite. It brings people together. It says, even though we are at our darkest parts, we can still have fun. We can still find joy in the darkest moments because it is because when january and february rolls around you needed november and december you need those months of joy to be able to get you through those tougher times because if you don't have those fun times it's not going to be able to equal out the dark times and this is why i believe that that's the missing piece from youtube as well there's no not enough joy anymore i all i spot nowadays is people commenting on other people and just doing negativity where's the fun where's everyone having a, a laugh what happened to people you know people like ray william johnson who were just like laughing at silly videos and us laughing along with him because it was silly what happened to the silliness what happened to the fun what happened to the laughs what happened to robin williams's humor what happened to people having to be politically correct every five seconds why do we have to always talk about the serious stuff in life why don't we have a little bit of a, a jolly so i hope this podcast to you is taking you a little bit of away from that and this is why i'll never talk about politics on this podcast i'll never talk about serious things because you've got enough of that in your life you've got enough people telling you about the realities of the world i'm always going to help you improve you that's it nothing more nothing less because if there's something that I love seeing is people having a better life. Because when you have good, you want everyone around you to have good. Because if you're in the mindset of, like, uh, if I, I must get better so that everyone else looks bad, like, that's a negative attitude to have. And you're going to have a really tough life because no one's going to love you as much as you, <laughs> you love you in terms of being at that level and looking down on others. If you literally just want to get to a good point in your life and you want to make everyone else look at you and go, ha, look how good I'm doing. It's going to be a really lonely life, bro. Oh my God. I get it. It's going to be really suck, sucky. So 
be joyful, share that joy, find how you can make everyone have a good life, not just yourself. And I love, I love saying stuff like this because it just brings out the best in me. I'm always just thinking of myself, like all of the characters when I was younger, all of those people I, I looked up to, the Gokus, the Soras, you know, the, the Goofies, the Donalds, the, you know, the One Punch Man, the, just all the heroes who were smiling. I said one punch man, I take that back. He wasn't smiling at all. But to me, the guys that I truly looked up to, those heroes, those smiling heroes, they were the strongest because they were putting on the smile even though the tough times were around. So I love that. And speaking of joy, speaking of finding the good times in the dark times, like, what are we looking at in terms of Jujutsu Kaisen? Like, it's like the writer of that show right now is just saying to you, look at how I can destroy all your favorite characters. Look at your lovely Itadori. Look at your Nanavi. I'm going to kill all of them. And that's exactly what he's trying to do. <laughs> he's trying to ruin your life. Uh, and I love. This is why I love anime as well, is because there's a little bit of um, realism, and there's a little bit of, you know, a lot of cartoons or Americanizations or Western films. You'll always save people. There's always going to be the likelihood that the hero is going to make it to the end. It's very much like the Rocky films or the, you know, the 80s action hero vibes. It's like they'll always survive. There's no chance of them dying. But if you go into these animes, everyone's dying. Everyone, no one is safe. Everybody has that potential. It's like Game of Thrones season one, two, and three, where no one's safe. Everybody could potentially die. Every main character is no longer the main character anymore. And I love that. I love that element of potential to just kill everybody. Don't get me wrong, I love the 80s action hero. I shouldn't ever comment on that because I talked about Arnie before. Arnie's the legend. So Sylvester Stallone, if you haven't seen that new uh, documentary he did, that's really, you know, tough. Tough to watch because you're looking at a man who talks about his own work as if it was not worth it to some extent. Like he does, he does love it clearly, but it's also like there's serious heartache in that documentary and really just genuine heartache in terms of all the hard times he had to go through when being perceived as, as the next big thing and then having to change himself and, and become somebody who he wasn't. And it's, it's like, it's really tough to watch. It's not like Arnie's documentary at all where it's fun the entire way. You're like, wow, this guy enjoyed his entire ride no matter what he was doing. Like, yes, there were tough times, but he just genuinely just pushed through them. That's why I can relate to Arnie more because he's my, more, my mentality of he just wants to be happy and he just wants to find that joy even in the tough times. Like, even if you're in the, the gym and you hate the gym, you've got to find the joy in, like, Maybe you love the bench press the most, so you've got to look forward to the bench press. Or maybe you love sweets outside of the gym, and therefore you're going to reward yourself with sweets at the end of the week to be able to get to the end of the week. Like there's, you know, Jordan Peterson talked about that very much. Get the goddamn coffee, he would say, when you've cleaned your room. Find that reward system, the mini rewards. I don't mean getting fat and like eating all the food like every day. Like, God, I just, I just cleaned my surface. It's time to have 50, 50 fucking biscuits. Like, no, I don't mean that. I mean, literally just find something that's sustainable that you can look forward to each day. They, 
one of my favorite things, starting the morning at 9 a.m. on a Monday, is I know I'm gonna have my coffee, I know I'm gonna have already gone for a walk and had breakfast, I know I'm already gonna have got my day started well on, I already got eight hours sleep the night before, and I'm gonna go into the workday with a smile because I know exactly what I'm gonna be doing, I know I'm gonna have the first couple of hours of the day, I'm gonna get some stuff done, and even if there's gonna be meetings interrupting me throughout the day, I know I'm gonna be able to get things things done because I've got that mindset and that structure of going through. And that excites me, that really is like finding the joy even in the workday. And if you can't find that, maybe you're in the wrong position and maybe you're in that point of life where you're, you're still trying to fumble your way through and kind of like figure out where you're gonna go. I don't know, but I think the best thing to do is actually just keep trying new things because that's what I found, like just try, if you're in a really sucky position, there's no point sticking around and just doing it for no reason, you know what I mean? Apart from obviously, by the way, this is a massive caveat. This is a first world problems caveat right now. If you are raising a family with kids, this is not for you because obviously if you're trying to raise money for their family, I'm an asshole. <laughs> this is not the person who you're listening to because you're doing the right thing. You're trying to make money and you're trying to raise a family and, and, and get a living and obviously doing the right thing. This is coming from a perspective of you have the ability to move on. You have the ability to quit the job and move to another company or or new exploration of who you are or take some time out from work because obviously you have the ability to do so. If you don't have the ability to do so, it's small incremental steps of trying to get out the hell that you're in sort of thing. And this is, this is coming back to 12 Rules for Life. And I love Jordan Peterson's uh, story about how he got a woman to apply for a job every year for three years until she finally got out of the job she really didn't didn't like but it took her that long to be able to get out of it because she was in a sucky situation in the beginning to begin with it just shows that things take time anything whether it's good bad um, just generally awful it takes time to be able to get out of it and so if there's one thing that you can take from any of the scenarios that I could talk about is that you have to put the work in and you have to take the time out of your day to be able to do so again that's it's, it's fucking it's such a shit scenario because there's no simple solution there's no cake you know recipe that's going to be able to help you put it together piece by piece uh, I wish life was like that. I wish there was like a, a, a real easy way, but then it wouldn't be as fun, would it? It wouldn't be as rewarding, you know, knowing the entire story. It wouldn't be as, it, it, this is a role-playing game that we all play and, and, and we try and level up as quickly as we can to be able to get, get to the end. But the, at the end of the day, as soon as you max out and get to a level 100, you, you get bored. I remember what that feeling is. Like, I remember, this is, this is the thing. Like, I've maxed out level 100 of multiple of the video games I've played. And then once I reach level 100, I'm like, it's fun for about, you know, 60 minutes. And then you're like, well, what now? And you start again. And this is why I love Buddhism, because the idea of having to do life over and over and over again, even if you're the same person, it makes sense to me. Like you find joy in the journey, not in the fucking end goal. Once you've reached the peak of the peak, there's nothing there. You've got to find another peak. You gotta find another mountain to climb. It's never enough. It never will be. It never is. Um, and I love that. And this is why I find contentment in the in the constant journey, the constant pushing. You're going to be alright. You just stumbled over a stone in the road. It means nothing. Your goal lies far beyond this, doesn't it? I'm sure you'll overcome this. 
You'll walk again. Soon. I'll never, ever stop trying. I'll never... And I can see this in my dad. Like, I talked to him this morning. We talked about how we both are exhausted mentally and physically at the end of the day because we both push ourselves so much when it comes down to work and, and, and physically pushing ourselves as well. And so... I don't know how many people can relate to that when you are you get to once you've done your eight hour shift once you've done your workout after that and done the gym once you've eaten once you've made dinner and it gets to like eight or nine o'clock in the evening you don't really want to do much you you this is why I kind of have a little bit of uh, a mixed reaction when I hear celebrities and influencers saying yeah don't watch Netflix and meet but once you've done all the stuff if you've ticked your boxes off and you've done all that, you've earned the ability to sit on the sofa and do nothing from 8 till 10, like two hours for yourself to just chill. Because the next day, you've got to do it again. And for me, I'm not an evening person. I have zero energy in the evenings. For me, if I want to get something done, I'm doing it in the mornings. I'm going to be doing it. Uh, like if I'm going to be running, if I'm going to be weightlifting, I know I have to push it to the evening because that will give me the most amount of carbs, but not necessarily the mental fortitude to be able to do it. Because physical energy is different to mental energy. Mental energy for me is reserved for the mornings. Physical energy is reserved for the evenings. And so it's it's very much you finding out what works for you in all of these things. And so it's, it's a real balance, but it's really nice for me to have a conversation with my dad who's in his 60s and see that, oh, right, even in that many years later, you're still going to have that same scenario. You're still going to have that tough... Uh, sort of cycle of life if you don't master it now in your 20s you're gonna have a really tough time later on thankfully my dad's a very happy person now so it's like he knows exactly the same thing how to deal with it but like imagine if you got to 60 and you hadn't mastered it and you still are struggling with the constant looking forward to friday the constant need for a drink to be able to get over the week that you've just got over it's all over oh. it's all it's like no it's it's very much a how can we find ways to take the the mundane tasks and make them understandable with an overall goal i think that's the main thing that most people lack it's just like that end goal it's like i get asked about when i run marathons what's the what's the point what's the i i don't do it for the medal i don't do it for the end result i do it because it is the the process of me training for the event. The running is a culmination of all the hard work I've put in previously. That's why when I ran my first official quote unquote official here marathon for Brighton, it was a three hour and twenty seven minutes. It's quite astounding for a lot of people when I say that because most people when they run the first marathon it's like four and a half mar four four and a half hours four hours something along those lines, uh, or three hours fifty if they've if they're you know pushing that eight minute mark. It's, you know, it is what it is, but because I'd trained for eight years, because I'd been putting in all that time beforehand, and when I run the London Marathon next year, and I've already got nine years of experience, I'm going to kill that three hours and 20 minutes, because for me, I've, it's already, it's a CV of all the work I've already done. It's a culmination of all of the runs that nobody sees. Nobody sees that you running in the darkness. Nobody sees you lifting the weights on your own. Everybody just sees the ripped you at the end of the day. But you need to have the understanding that what is your end goal? What is your point where you're going to be proud of yourself? 
Well, you must be very proud of yourself. Because no one else, like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that my parents say how proud they are of me. It's lovely, it's really, it's really nice. But there's no one more proud of me than me. And the only person you should really think about when it comes down to the pride in oneself, and this is why I have a really, really serious problem with religion making pride a sin, it is not. Fuck that shit. Pride is what keeps you going at the end of the day. The pride in yourself every single day in what you do and what you're doing in your life is the opposite of shame. And shame shouldn't be a thing anymore. You should be proud of who you are. And I don't mean proud of rubbish stuff. I mean proud of like the fact you've, for instance, climbed up a mountain or you've gone all over the world or you've done something that's truly out of the box, truly made you feel you. That, to me, is like genuine pride. And for people to say that's a sin, fuck that shit. Interesting. No wonder I actually felt a bit of pain just now. I do pack quite a punch, don't I? <laughs> You're really unbelievable. How proud can one man be? Fuck who they are. And I, I, I don't have to do it. At the end of the day, you know, I love saying, fight me one-on-one, -on -one, God, when I'm running, like, just for fun. <laughs> I was acting. Or was I? Uh, but also... Like, if, if there is a god, and I'm wrong, and there isn't a, a, a cycle like there is in Buddhism in the sense of just reincarnation, and it, there is someone judging you at the end of this, he'll forgive me. Because if he's god and how, how they describe it, then he'll forgive me. And if he doesn't forgive me, then he is not god, and we need not worry. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Simple as that. So when you are pushing yourself, when you are doing the Monday tasks, trying to get through life, just make sure that there's that tangible end goal that's going to make you proud. And that's the main thing. Didn't realize this was going to be one of those podcasts today. I thought I was going to be talking about Jiu-Jitsu, Kaizen, football and random stuff, but clearly my mind was going elsewhere. And I feel sometimes it's good to be able to express that because I have a feeling that you, the listener, the viewer, if you're still here, you may be feeling that too. And we'll see what happens in the future. You never know. We might change somebody's life. And that's the main thing. Like I said at the beginning, raise the... What's the, the saying? I believe it's, um, you know, raise raise all ships with the tide, something on those lines. Terrible. I, I'll put a reference in to show how dumb I am. Uh, but, you know, what the saying is of raising everyone else with you. You want to... If you're doing well in life, you want everyone else to have a good life with you. Not you know, be the solo one on the top. Because if there's one thing I have noticed with athletes who consider themselves to be the best of the best and, you know, it's, it, there's a loneliness almost in their mind rather than if they would just bring everyone else up with them, you know. There wouldn't be that level of resentment to some, some extent. We'll leave it at that. This has been a Tell Us Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. You just got caged. Blow the whistle, baby, you the referee. You could have died in New York City, I never seen.